Wow, that is turning into a catchy tune. Well, you know what that means. It is time now for your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. Joining us in the studio this morning, John Brodine, and we'll be back to talk with John right after this. Look, if you want that home, let's go get you that home. And it's okay to feel a little nervous or to not know what to look for. Because our network agents have the expertise to take the scary out of buying a home. Well, most of it. Now, let's go get you home. All right, we are back. John Brodine, your realty expert with Berkshire Hathaway in the studios with us today. And uh, John, welcome. How are you, man? Yeah, good. I'm, I'm good. Thanks you're, for having me. You're looking me. really sharp today. Thanks. Don't I always look sharp, John? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just wondering, do you dress yourself? Yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> no advice from the other half? No, no. Sorry. Okay, well, you're looking pretty dapper today, my Thank friend. Thank you, sir. How have you been? It's been a couple of weeks. Yeah, I've been good. I've been good. Just, uh, I was down in Arizona for a friend's bachelor party a couple weeks ago on uh, 15th. We went down there and got back, and I've been super busy with work. It's probably one of the busiest mm-hmm. I've ever been in my real estate career so which is a good thing which is a good thing yeah and and uh you don't have any black eyes or you're not all beat up today so uh apparently you didn't get your butt handed to you in the in the ring or the gym exactly yeah things are good 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 (laughs) now when it comes to a realtor uh i mean you got your part-timers you got your full-timers whatever whatever but Mm -hmm. when it comes to uh, how you work um what kind of a well like a track record yeah uh that is very important for you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. And so right now, everybody knows the market is really, really hot. Um, and it kind of, some agents might get away with some more sloppy stuff when the market's hot. They might still get a decent result mm-hmm. um, versus, you know, in the past over, you know, pretty much from 2016 uh, or 2017 through 2020 or up to 2020, the market was pretty you know, stagnant. It was pretty balanced. You weren't seeing a ton of really fast appreciation. You were seeing a balance between buyers and sellers. Um, so during that time, it was a little bit harder for listing agents to have a really good result without doing their job really well. Um, now you might see agents who sell a house fast just because um, inventory is so mm-hmm. low. They might have missed the mark on their marketing. They might have you know left money on the table in negotiations, but they still got the house sold. Um, so it doesn't expose those weaknesses quite as bad in today's market. Just to show you guys, so you know the average agent is having a lot better success negotiating now. Um, you know the average listing agent is having a lot more success than they were having, um, and that's mainly due to low inventory, high demand right now. So back, um, let's see, this would have been. Uh, t- if you if we were to look 2019 to 2020, the list to sale price ratio that things were selling at was about 97.68 percent. The original list to sale price ratio, so what it was originally priced at compared to what it eventually sold at, including any price reductions, was 95.34 percent. If you look at uh, the last 12 months, that gets a lot better. It goes from 97.68 percent to 98.25 on the list to sale price ratio. So that's whatever it was listed mm-hmm. at at the time of the offer compared to what it eventually sells for. And then on the original list to sale price ratio, it went from 95.34% to 96.75%. So you can see that agents are having more, listing agents are having more success negotiating because they have a little more negotiating leverage, sure. less listings on the market. And then if you compare 
you know, the past 12 months to the past six months, um, it's gotten even stronger, you know, and you can tell because that's because listing inventory has been going down. Um, the market's been heating up. So the li- uh, list to sale price uh, ratio even went up from 98.25 to 98.3. Original list to sale price ratio went up from 96.75 to 97.14. So that's just comparing the past 12 months to the past six months. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can see, like, as you see that original list to sale price ratio get higher and higher, you know, the closer that is to, you know, the list to sale price ratio, the, that means fewer homes are having to price reduce before they sell. Okay. Um, and so it's, it's, it's easier to get more money for a house. Now, so the average agent might get a little bit, might get away with a little more sloppy stuff. They're, they might have a good track record during this time when the market's mm-hmm. hot. And then mm-hmm. when the market's not hot, their track record, you know, goes to crap again. Right. Um, if you look at my track record over the past four years or roughly four years, starting um, January 1st of 2017, so in the past six months, this is when the market's at its hottest. The average list to sell price ratio is 98.3. Mine is 99.5. And that that 99.5 is over the past four years. So that includes oh. even when the market was not so good. Sure. My, my uh, results are better than even when the market is really good right now. Um, and then the original list to sell price ratio is 97.14. Um, for in the past six months in Grand Forks, mine in the past four years is 98.77. Wow. So you need an agent, you know, this, this goes to show that the advertising I am doing, the research I'm doing, how thorough I am with everything, it pays off in a not so hot market and it pays off even more in a hot market. Yeah, and, and a lot of people don't realize that. If uh, we happen to see John Brodeen maybe on a, on a, a billboard or something like that, uh, that comes out of your pocket, I believe. Yep. All that kind of stuff. You know, we pay for our own advertising. Um, you have to know what type of advertising mm-hmm. you get the best bang for your buck for, mm-hmm. for listings, especially. Um, and a lot of the advertising is is kind of maybe sweat equity advertising. Sure. It's your, it's your reputation and mm-hmm. your brand that you've built up over years of hard work and relationships you've built up over years, stuff that you can't really buy. Um, you know, you really can't buy a good reputation and good relationships and a good, you know, the word of mouth is a huge thing. Exactly. Yeah. And that that's amongst the agent community as well, because what these agents know, the real estate market, they know the way that other real estate agents do business better than anybody. Mm -hmm. And so what this means is agents know that when I put a listing on the market, chances are it's priced right. It's going to sell fast. Like my average days on market is 65 days. Um, the average days on, and that's over the past four years, Yeah, the average days on market right now in Grand Forks, if you look at, I think this is the past six months is 127 days. Wow. So the difference there is if you, you know, if you list a home May 1st, if I list a home and the average agent lists a home on May 1st, the average agent is going to get an accepted offer on July 21st and close on September 4th. I'm going to get an accepted offer on May 20th and close July 1st. That's the difference between you getting the home of your dreams and being able to get into your next home and not being able to, you know? So uh, now the way this works in uh, low inventory, high demand, does that mean there is more competition amongst realtors or, or how does that really work? Um, so, I mean, with, with, with the low inventory, uh, you, of course, everybody wants to sell the house, yeah. but um does it seem like you got to get a little more giddy up on your goal when when it's the situation is the way it is now? You know, I don't know if I define it as 
more competition between mm-hmm. agents. There's certainly more competition between buyers. That's the okay. biggest noticeable difference. Um, there's there's not been a whole lot of like it'd be one thing if a whole bunch more agents joined our association. We had tons of new agents starting, and, mm-hmm. and the number of agents went from two fifty to three fifty. Mm-hmm. Then I'd say the competition between between agents went up, but there's still roughly the same number of agents in the market and there's roughly the same number of sales happening. There's just right now there's an imbalance between buyers and sellers. So it's very, very competitive amongst buyers. You know, sellers are reaping the benefits of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you, John, you're, you do this for a living. You do this full time. You yeah. don't have another job and then you come in and, and sell houses or <laughs> whatever on the side. No. Um, how important is that? Because there's a lot of realtors in Grand Forks. They might not be full-time realtors, yeah. but I know if I'm looking to buy or sell a house, I'm going to want somebody that that's what they do 24-7. It's, a, it's extremely important. Um, first off, from the real estate agent to real estate agent angle, um, you know, I you know, there's a lot of agents I'm friends with that are part-time realtors. Mm-hmm. You know, I like them and everything, but I, I don't like doing a deal with them as much as I like doing a deal with a full-time real estate agent because the part-time real estate agents are going to be doing all their catch-up work and, and all their communication after hours, mm-hmm. you know, when I want to be, you know, with my family at home, relaxing, sure. or, you know, doing whatever. Um, that's the only time they can work because they're working their regular job during the day. So they're mm-hmm. always having to communicate. They're always a step behind communicating on weekends, communicating on evenings. Um, whereas when me and another full-time, you know, heavy-hitting real estate agent do a deal together, our communication is efficient. It's during the day. We both have families to go home to at night. You know, it's it's just smoother in that aspect. So um, I think the average agent who's a full-time agent would rather do a deal with another full-time agent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost, if you're only able to put in part-time hours, it's almost impossible to have the market knowledge that a full-time agent that, that you know, really puts effort in mm-hmm. is going to have. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not knocking. I've, I've got friends too that yeah. have full-time jobs and they are also real estate agents uh, as a part-time thing. But, you know, it, you start thinking about it this way. Uh, okay. Right now it's 10, 15 in the morning, whatever. Um, all of a sudden, John, you get a call saying, Hey, uh, I really want to go do this and look yeah. at this, but I have to do it by noon today. They're well, not, that's yeah. where you can do that, and these other agents might not be able to. Yeah, exactly. Um, and especially in this market, it's getting in right away to a home is going to be really important. Um, yeah, and it's, you know, real estate agents are paid well for when you sell a house, a real estate agent gets paid well. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a, you know, a poor real estate or, a, you know, not a very good real estate agent who doesn't do a very good job, doesn't have very much knowledge, doesn't add very much value to their client. They're pretty overpaid. They're getting paid a lot for the amount of value they're bringing in. Mm-hmm. Um, but a really good full-time agent who really knows their stuff is worth every penny. Sure, and is, you know it's the the difference between the least knowledgeable, worst real estate agent in town compared to the best real estate agent in town is an enormous difference. Like mm-hmm. the worst real estate agents in town, hate to, hate to say it, but they probably know about as much as your average homeowner about real estate. Sure. You know, they're, they're by no means an expert on real estate. Um, it's just, it's just the way it is. And you know, when you're looking at it, the average real estate agent versus, versus, you know, versus my track record, for example, or another top producing, you know, um, good agent, it, it translates to actual money for the sellers. Sure. And the way that you can look at this is by price per square foot. So like, um, in, so since like, 
uh, January 1st of 2020 for my ground fork sales versus the average ground fork sales. My average price per square foot was 113.49. The average agent ground forks is average price per square foot sold for their listings um, was 111.88. So if we've got a 2114 square foot house, I'm selling that house for 239.9. The average agent is selling it for 236.5. You know, when you talk about my negotiation, um, average uh, original list to sale price ratio and whatnot, if you originally list a house for 240 on average, I'm barely having to price reduce. I'm price reducing on average to 238, 239. uh, So that's $238,239. And then selling it for 237,048. Um, the average agent is price reducing it to 237, 167, and eventually selling it for 233, 136. So that's a like you know a four thousand dollar difference mm-hmm. there. It's also a four thousand dollar difference on price per square foot. So you know that's where that uh, if they hire me, they're getting that money back that they're spending on commission for mm-hmm. for me, and then some back. You know those numbers don't seem big, but it doesn't take much. Really, uh, yeah. uh, they are. I mean, uh, you know, maybe you sell and, and, and you're getting into a new place and, and you get that extra four grand or yeah. whatever it is. You you might think to yourself, well, that's not that much. No big deal. Until you move into that new place and you go, wow, you know what? We really need to do this. and We really need to do that. Yeah. Well, boom, it's paid for. And again, that's comparing my average over the past four years mm-hmm. compared to the last six months when the market's been really hot. So that's that's an agent selling in ideal conditions versus me selling in less than ideal conditions over the past four years leading up until now. Mm-hmm. So you can see that, you know, how much this benefits my clients over the past four years and the p- clients who are hiring me now, it's really benefiting them and saving them thousands of dollars. And that's compared to the average agent. There's a such thing as a below average agent that could do way, way worse than those numbers mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So it's not even factoring that in. So track record, reputation, yeah. They mean everything yes. to you, don't they? They do. They do. And you have to work hard to keep those up. And that's why people hire me, too. So it's it's very, very important to me. How does somebody get a hold of John Brodeen? 701-213-5428. If you've got a home that you need to sell this spring, I'm your guy. Uh, looking forward to uh, seeing what outfit you got on coming up Friday. <laughs> You're looking good, man. Yeah, maybe not as good as today, but we'll see. <laughs> There you go. That's John Brodeen. He is your realty expert for Berkshire Hathaway. And by the way, if uh, you know you buy a new house from John, maybe you need a little bit of tweaking done to it, get a hold of Executive Properties. They can get it done for you. They do everything, all right? Uh, kitchen, bathrooms, doors, siding, concrete, cabinets, trim, tile. They'll build you a garage if you want. I think you get the picture. These guys do a little bit of everything. So if you team up with John Brodeen at uh, Berkshire Hathaway and Executive Properties, Man, you're going to get the house of your dreams. Call them up, 701-330-1273, or go to executiveproperties.org. Well, there you go for the week, or no, for the part of the week. That is your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. We'll be back with John Brodeen again on Friday morning.